You're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzoneradio.com. is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, their advertisers, Talkstar Radio Network, or its affiliated stations and their employees. Welcome back to The Excellent, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website's www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com. My guest is Michelle Stableford. She is a psychic medium, paranormal researcher, and investigator in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to learn more about Michelle, her website is www.enchantmenthouse.ca. That's enchantmenthouse.ca. And her website, I'm sorry, and her email address is psychic at mountaincable.net. I said before mountaincable.com, and it's actually psychic at mountaincable. 
Net. Before we went to the uh, commercial break uh, with the news at the top of the hour, Michelle, we were talking about animal ghosts. And you have seen um, animal ghosts. Now, is an animal a ghost just like a person is because they don't know they're dead yet? I'm assuming that would be the case. Um, I've seen horses. I've seen dogs, cats. Um, on farms, of course, I've seen different animals. Um, I've, I've been able to, not been able to communicate with them like I would a person. So, again, it's hard to really say why they're still there. I would just assume as many, I guess, is because, yeah, they don't realize that, that they have any other place to go. People also report seeing carriages um, and, and other objects that one would not associate with a haunting. How does, how does a carriage with two ghosts being pulled by a horse materialize? It could be a memory replay, um, whereas, again, in my, my mind's eye, I would mm -hmm. be able to, to see these things, but as a memory replay where I, I'm seeing it from when it happened hundreds of years ago, perhaps. So it gives me an awareness of what was there. So it's like uh, something being stuck in a magnetic loop? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there any place in a city or a town that is more haunted than another? For example, uh, if you're near water, is, is, are the locations apt to be more haunted than other locations that may be up on a hill? Or it doesn't matter where. If there's no, a haunting, there's a haunting. Yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't seem to have really any significance to where the particular location is. Um, there's been reported hauntings in very, very old homes and businesses as well as brand new ones. It may have a lot to do with the energy in the land itself rather than it being the actual building. Michelle, stand by. We've got to take our first two-minute commercial break of this hour. www.enchantmenthouse.ca is Michelle's website. And Michelle and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue right here on Talkstar. Michelle Stableford is our guest of this hour explanation. Her website is www.enchantmenthouse.ca. And if you'd like to contact Michelle for a paranormal matter or if you'd like to contact her for a psychic consultation one-on-one, -on -one, her email address is psychic at mountaincable.com. 
dot net. That's psychic at mountain cable dot net. Michelle, one of our listeners in, uh, let me see, Mississippi would like to know what your take is as a professional investigator of the paranormal is on Ouija boards. Um, I make my own. I do um, believe that there is definitely communication with and using a spirit board. Mm -hmm. But, again, I always throw caution to the wind there where, again, if you don't know how to protect yourself and be able to keep the energies contained so that you're sort of, you know, not allowing all sorts of energies to come through, they can be very dangerous if you're unaware of how to use them. It's those that, you know, take the time to really research and understand and protect and and learn mm -hmm. to use it properly. It's like any tool psychically. If you know how to use it properly and take care in using it, then it, it can be a very valid tool for you. You know, I, I've heard a lot of horror stories from parents whose children have used Ouija boards. Uh, you know, teenagers uh, gathering together for a scary night, <laughs> uh, communicating with spirits, and are they as dangerous as people make them out to be, the Ouija boards? Um, I think it has a lot to do with the mind as well, okay? Because, again, there's been so much negativity towards the spirit board that mm -hmm. people automatically, you know, start um, thinking things up. I'm not sure exactly how to explain it. I do believe that, yes, they can be dangerous because they are a communication tool. And, yes, they do create an energy where you are opening up a door to the spirit world, creating an opening for them to come through, good or bad. Again, I don't necessarily, and in my own pro professional opinion, and I've used them for years, and like I said, I was a teenager, did the same thing, mm -hmm. have had some scary experiences with them, but I don't necessarily think they're quite as dangerous, or I've never had that anyway. I can only say from my own experience. I've never had an experience where it's been so dangerous that it's been devastating. Does the person's state of mind have a part to play when communicating with the other side? For example, if they're drunk or if they're stoned on drugs, or if they're just in a mean and nasty mood, will they attract negative energy from the other side? Yeah, they can, definitely. It's um, the type of energy that we're made up of mm -hmm. creates almost like a a secondary force that can come through and connect to them. It's like with teenagers going through hormonal stages. If they're very angry and frustrated and, you know, like ticked off, and then that can create a negative opening to have negative come through. It's similar to, um, I, I guess I want to use the poltergeist as, a, an, an, as an example, where, you know, that energies can come through different elements that, are created because of a negative in the home sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. And I also uh, know that uh, poltergeist activity can cause telekinesis in children, especially um, uh, young girls who are going through the change of life from adolescent into adulthood. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been proven through my own experiences, mm -hmm. again, where I've seen that time and time again, where um, kids of of that age seem to um, absorb so much more energy and yeah it can create so many more things happening around them 
1-877-528-8255 is toll free, or you can always send an email to exxon at talkstarradio.com like Karen in St. Bruno just did. Karen would like to know what orbs are. Orbs are the beginning stages of a spirit manifestation. Um, from my understanding, from what I've seen um, in the spirit world generally, because um, I've seen them in the different stages. I've seen them start as an orb, and then they go into what um, people say is called a ectoplasmic mist, mm-hmm. which is like a, a little foggy type thing. And then they've generated themselves into a full apparition of, of human form. And then I've actually, you know, well, Kim and I have actually seen them through our investigations in full form like I would see you standing in front of me. So an orb is more or less the beginning stages of an apparition. Peter in Lachlan, Texas, would like to know, uh, blah, 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 okay, if it's possible, if it's possible to purchase an antique at an antique store or auction that is haunted. Yes, definitely. I've had that happen um, throughout my family for years. My daughter, she's an avid antiquer, and... uh, She's very sensitive in her in her own right. She's a seer, so she's she's very careful in the antiques that they purchase. Because yes, you can purchase something that has a, an entity or a, a connection to spirit, and it comes into your home. How do you get rid of it? Again, there you can have it, um, you know, cleansed spiritually through um, you know smudging that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, again, once they've come into your home, then it's like any other investigation where. It's a matter of, you know, communicating with them and letting them know that it's not theirs, they need to go, and um, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I've actually had um, or heard of people that have had to actually remove the article from their home to rid the home of its spirit because it'll go with that article. It's like a grandmother that, you know, just absolutely loves this hutch and anybody that touches it, you know, it's like, no, that's mine. So she kind of creates a little bit of havoc in the home. Would dousing the uh, the furniture with holy water work? I've used holy water in a lot of our investigations. Um, again, um, I find that that with other other tools are very helpful. It doesn't always work alone. Again, there could be other reasons why the spirit is there. And again, a lot of people have said to me themselves, you know, like, well, that's kind of funny because, you know, throw a little a little water on, on somebody and it's really going to scare them. But, again, because it's a holy water and it's, you know, there's a certain connection to the spiritual side of it just not being a water or a smudging, there's more to it than that. It's the energy being put into the room and the article or, or the person to help the energy to move on smoother rather than it being, you know, kind of more scary. Do religious artifacts work at keeping spirits away from a house or from a person's room? For example, if a person has a crucifix in their office or in their hallway or in their bedroom, does that religious uh, icon or that religious, uh, well, yeah, let's use icon, does that thwart evil? Um, Yes and no. Um, Where, yes. It does, because if you believe something will truly work for you, then you're putting a positive power out there. It's like the universe is going to suck that up and say, yes, we're going to help this because we're, we're manifesting that positive energy. So if you believe something 
will help, then it will. But again, if you put something there and just, you know, hope that it does something and it could be a flower, you know, oh, this is a protective flower, put that in your room. Right. If you don't believe it's going to work, then no, it's not going to work. It, it's all in the power of your of your belief system and in your mind that it's like um, those dream catchers. You know, like some people say, well, they don't work. But if you don't believe it's going to work, then it's not going to work. Children believe these things because they're children and they want to believe that. And they do work for them. Why do people scare kids with ghosts? And what is the fascination of a ghost in today's society? I think it's just because, you know, it goes right back to even when, you know, we were kids. Mm -hmm. That just the whole sitting around, you know, telling ghost stories and the thrill of the fear. I think is is more it than anything. Um, ghosts are everywhere. It's becoming more um, out there, so people are becoming more aware of the spiritual side of, of things now, and um, uh, the unexplained is becoming more exciting to people. Where where everybody's trying to find the answers. So I think it's just becoming a lot more popular. So the fear of it is you know is just a, the acceleration of the energy now. You know, you hear so many stories of people going on different ghost walks and through different buildings that are haunted where the ghost uh, tour guides are basically on a first-name basis with the spirits. Why do these spirits remain and why do people keep on getting sightings? Is it mind over matter or are they actually having encounters with the spirits? Well, I can only go by my own experiences. Um... Sometimes it could be mind over matter because, again, if you really, really think you want to see something mm -hmm. so badly, you you can manifest something to be seen. Yeah. It's like shadows out of the corner of our eyes. You know, it's, It could just be something in the room or it really could be a spirit that just walks by. I think it's just a matter of um, what they want to see. And, again, spirits that are there, I think it's a part of, of them as well because they get an enjoyment out of also being there. Tell me, have you ever brought a spirit home with you? I have. I have. Um, and it wasn't even something that um, I was... It, well, it, I shouldn't say actually home because my home is so protected. Nothing gets in here that usually I don't know about. But there had been um, one time that I'm not sure if Kim and I were on this investigation together or I had gone on my own, but... One evening, I was um, had gone to bed, and um, my husband had come home, and I thought my daughter had come to the door of our bedroom because she wanted to, to see Daddy, and I kind of opened my eyes thinking, okay, I heard, thought I heard her come in, and she was standing beside my bed, but when I opened my eyes, it so was not my daughter, and it was a very scary-looking um, female, long dark hair, pale face, the big dark circles, almost as if the only way I could describe her was it, she was the girl from The Ring, the movie The Ring. And, well, I let out a scream, and, well, then, of course, the next day I was totally doing a cleansing on my home and, and blessing it all over again. But, of course, realizing that if she was a spirit that needed my help, I apologized and told her to come back, but just don't scare me. <laughs> all right, Michelle, please stand by. We've got to take our news at the bottom of the hour. www.enchantmenthouse.ca is Michelle's website. We'll be back after the news as we continue on Talkstar. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, the X-Zone Apple... You're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzoneradio.com. 
Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'd like to say hi to all my friends at AM 900 CHML. I had the opportunity of uh, spending an hour with uh, Bill Kelly this morning from 10 until 11, and it's always great going back home to AM 900 CHML, where I started in radio going back some uh, years ago. Actually, it was in 1993 when I started doing the Exxon. And it was at AM 900 CHML. So there we go. Life's a circle. one 877 Toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Exxon at TalkStarRadio.com is my email address. On MSN Messenger, TalkStarRadio at Hotmail.com. And our websites, XZoneRadio.com and XZoneTV.com. Don't forget Exxon Nation, the X Chronicles newspaper is now available at scribd.com. That's S-C-R-I-B-D dot com forward slash X-Zone Radio TV. If you buy the X Chronicles at your newsstand, it's going to cost you $4.95 U.S. If you go to Scribd and buy the X Chronicles newspaper online, that you can either read it online or download it online, it's costing you $1.50. Why are we bringing it to the electronic stage? It's very simple. We want to save trees. We want to save the environment. Instead of printing it and having copies destroyed because, let's say, we have uh, 200,000 units printed, only 150,000 are sold, 50,000 units are destroyed. Sure, it gets recycled, but the fact is that trees are getting cut down for paper, for wood. And this is our way of trying to work with the environment to get the environment back the way it used to be. So if you'd like to support the environment as well as buy the X Chronicles newspaper, simply go to www.scr.ca. 
R-I-B-D dot com forward slash X-Zone Radio dot com. Michelle Stableford's our very special guest. Her website is enchantmenthouse.ca. And if you'd like to contact Michelle uh, for a haunting matter or something to do with the paranormal, or if you'd like to seek her wisdom as a psychic medium, her email address is psychic at mountaincable.net. That's psychic at mountaincable.net. Michelle, welcome back. Great having you. And speaking about your your psychic readings, uh, are there going to be any events this uh, summer at the Coach and Lantern? There's nothing planned for right now. Unfortunately, we um, um, I've just been so busy, mm-hmm. as well as um, everyone usually that had been involved, and it's just been unfortunate that, no, I haven't been able to put, put anything together as of yet. Well, that's good, because that just goes to show that people are really interested in taking the paranormal much more seriously these uh, these days than they used to. Yes, exactly. One of our listeners, her name is Kelly. Kelly listens to us in Barrie, Ontario. Carrie, uh, Kelly would like to know if you have ever seen an angel, and if so, what did that angel look like? Um, unfortunately, no. I've never actually seen an angel. Um, I have seen a white um, sort of glow mm-hmm. around a spirit person where I can't see actual visible signs of you know, facial uh, expressions or anything. But that's probably about the closest I feel I've ever come to possibility of an angel. But I have not yet been able to confirm that. Tell me, have you ever done any, any astral traveling or out-of-body experiencing? Oh, I have, yes. That's so exciting. <laughs> I just I just love that. What was it like the um, first time that you consciously went uh, went on an out-of-body experience? Um, it was actually quite exciting. Um, Kim and I, actually, we wanted to experiment, so mm-hmm. we decided that we were going to set up a time that we would both go into our meditations and try and meet up um, at a certain spot. We didn't even have an idea of where. We just kind of decided that, okay, let's go and meet and see what we both see to see if we've actually met up with each other. And as it turned out, um, about an hour after we had done our meditation and out of body, we confirmed later that, yes, we were both in the exact same spot. We described what we had seen. We've seen each other. We knew what each other was wearing. And it was so totally cool. so we, we, we confirmed for ourselves anyway, of course. A lot of skeptics could say, well, yeah, you could think up anything. But in our in our minds, we, we definitely connected. And I've also been able to um, come out of my body and go to other places. If I'm worried about one of my kids, um, then I'll kind of go into a meditation and just kind of peek in on them just to make sure that the fear or feeling that I was getting, you know, wasn't warranted of, for anything scary, so and usually they're okay. Demonic possession, uh, exorcisms. We don't hear many cases these days compared to when we were all scared stiffless watching the Exorcist movie and mm-hmm. the um, the other movies, uh, the Amityville Horror. There's another. There's another great one. Right, or Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, have you ever dealt with a demonic possession like that where an exorcism was necessary? 
No. No, I can. Thankfully, I've never had that um, concern mm -hmm. or issue come up around me. Nothing that I've ever felt has been that, that serious that I've ever had to investigate, which I guess could be construed as being somewhat good, I guess. <laughs> How much would a movie like Exorcist or um, The Amityville Horror or Poltergeist actually play on a person's psyche? And could that actually create a paranormal experience for that person? Oh, most definitely. Because I know myself that um, I, I can't watch scary movies because it, it sinks into my head and then I, I can't sleep and then I'm, I'm afraid of my own shadow. and um, So, yes, it can definitely play tricks with your mind. And that can create, again, some paranormal activities where every little sound, you know, you think is a ghost or and every little creak is, is somebody behind you. So it can definitely do, do things like that. Sheila in Dublin, Ireland would like to know if animals are super sensitive to the uh, to spirits. Yes, they are. Yes, I've had I have two dogs myself and they both mm -hmm. are totally aware when a spirit walks into the room. Um, I know cats can be, unfortunately I can't have one, but I know cats are. Kim has a cat and definitely the cat shows signs where lets her know when there's when there's activity happening in her home as well and they are definitely very sensitive to it. Monique, listening to us in Paris, France, would like to know if it's possible for more than one person to see the same apparition at the same time. Oh, that's happened, yes. It's very rare, but it has happened, and where certain people will come up to me and say, well, did you just see that? And I'm like, yeah, I, well, I saw it, but then again, maybe my extra sensory perception picked it up, but other people that can see it at the same time as someone else, then it's usually, um, it's a little bit stronger of an energy where mm -hmm. it's allowing two more two people to see it at the same time. I don't see it usually happening a lot, but it has happened. Roger in Quebec City would like to know if ghosts try to communicate with people who are still alive through their dream state. Definitely. A lot of times, um, well, for most people that I know I've talked to, if they have a loved one that has passed on, not the fact that if their loved one would scare them if they were to come to them in spirit form, but it's the fact that it's a ghost or a spirit, oh my gosh, you know, and that would scare anybody. So we do put up a little bit of a protective block on that happening, so spirits do find it much easier to be able to come through their, their dream state and communicate that way. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free. You can always send an email, and that's what it seems a lot of people are doing uh, tonight, to exonatalkstarradio.com, or like Eugene did in Winnipeg, Manitoba, sent me an IM message to talkstar talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And Eugene would like to know if wearing a crystal around your neck will give you protection against the paranormal negative entities that may be lurking out there? It can. Um, it, as long as it's been um, cleansed and blessed with the protective energy, which means um, you could smudge it, um, you could hold it in your hands and ask for your spirit guides and angels to help um, direct the energy into this crystal as a sort of protective stone or like we like to carry good luck charms, that sort of thing. 
it is not going to make you invincible. You know, nothing will. You still have to be very careful when dealing with the paranormal because anything can happen. So again, it is just something that we use as a an object to put our positive energy into. But it does, again, it will work if you believe it does. Lucy in Abbotsford, Quebec, would like to know if fairies are real. To be honest, I've actually seen them. I would I would have called anybody else crazy mm-hmm. that ever mentioned fairies before until I actually seen one. And I thought it was my imagination, and I thought, wow, what was in the, the pop that I was drinking or whatever at the time, and and I, I seriously, honestly saw one. So in my per, per, my opinion, yes, yeah. I do believe they're real. Was it the Tinkerbell type uh, fairy that you saw? It actually did look like a little human being. Mm-hmm. It really did. And again, I thought I was losing my mind or hallucinating, but I seriously saw it. <laughs> I've seen you do automatic writing. Yes. When you're communicating with spirit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much paper you went through one afternoon when I was watching you. Lots, yeah. <laughs> now, for many of our listeners, they may be saying, well, what, what are they talking about? How would you best describe automatic writing and how you Automat- do it? Automatic writing is what I use when um, spirit wants to communicate with me, but in a way that they're using through my like mind-to-mind sort of thing. Um, where they're communicating with me and I can't express what they're saying because they're one, they may be talking in a different language or they may be talking somehow that I would not be able to express it in words. And when I write, I'm not actually writing, like thinking about the words. Spirit is communicating through me and it's almost as if they take over my hand and I just start writing. My eyes are closed. I'm in some um, small sort of um, trance so that I'm able to connect with them, so I can connect mm-hmm. clearly, I guess, and they, they do the writing. It's my hand, but uh, it's, it's their energy that is kind of making the words move with their, their energy. What would happen if someone came to you who was, let's say, uh, from Germany? And they asked you to communicate with someone on the other side who had passed away, and they too were German. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to communicate with them if you didn't know German, or and do when you use your your gifts to communicate with spirit, does it come to you in a language that you understand? Um, I have had them come through that way, um, where I I hear the language coming through, but I usually tell them. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the language, and for them to please be able to convert it into English so that I could transmit the the message to their loved one. And usually they do that. I did have one client where um, someone had come through in spirit for them, and I couldn't hear their words. I couldn't hear them talk like normally I hear spirits, but it was almost as if it came into my mind in um, sign language. And I was trying to express to my client how my hands were moving. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm saying because I can't hear the words. This is the, the sign of what they're showing me with their right. hands. And as it turned out, I was actually speaking in sign language. And I just didn't know how to do that. <laughs> That's amazing. It, it really was. I was actually quite shocked. I kept sitting there going, oh, my gosh, do some more because I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Coming up next, 
Douglas James Cottrell will be joining us. And uh, joining Douglas is a gentleman from um, Toronto. Robert Appel will also be joining uh, Douglas as our co-guest in the next hour. And if you'd like to give us a call and uh, speak with Douglas James Cottrell, Canada's Edgar Casey and the man with X-ray eyes, one 528 8255. If you'd like to contact Michelle Stableford for a one-on-one consultation or inquire into the paranormal, psychic at mountaincable.net. That's psychic at mountaincable.net. And her website is enchantmenthouse.ca. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and we're live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. We'll be back. Hey, hello. Michelle Stableford's our very special guest of this uh, first two segments of tonight's show, XO Nation. Her website is www.enchantmenthouse.ca, www.enchantmenthouse.ca. And if you'd like to contact Michelle for a one-on-one psychic reading, or maybe you'd like to contact her because your house is haunted, her email is psychic at mountaincable.net. That's psychic at mountaincable.net. Dot net. First of all, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for staying with us these two hours. It's It's been nice for me being able to slow down the pace and ask you and to have all the Exxon Nation ask you these questions. So thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. It was my pleasure. I just wanted to mention, sure. too, if anyone was looking at uh, trying to connect with my website right now, unfortunately it is down. Uh, we are looking into trying to fix that problem, so just oh, bear with us. <laughs> okay, we we certainly will, and I'll keep uh, promoting the website uh, as long as I can. So oh, I we'll, we'll try and direct as much traffic we as we can to your site, my dear friend. I appreciate it. Tell me something. Have you ever done a seance? Yes. And tell me what happened. Uh, did anything? Did anyone manifest? Um. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that someone manifested. Something? But something happened with that was absolutely incredible. Are um, you sure? We have a, um, a girls' weekend with my family mm-hmm. um, that we get together a couple of times a year, and we go over to the States. Well, one of the places that we stayed at, they have a, a ballroom, and this ballroom was reportedly haunted. So, of course... Us being the family we are, we, we decided that we were going to start having seances there. So the one time we decided to have a seance, um, well, it was actually probably about the third time we had gone, uh, we were sitting around the table, and it was one of those very big banquet-sized tables, very heavy. Right. And um, everybody was holding hands with their hands, you know, sort of on their laps or just resting on the table. 
and we were asking for communication. And we had already noticed that there was a male presence there and some other entities that were kind of hiding in the shadows. So we said that if they wanted us to leave, that give us a sign and we would stop bothering them. This very heavy table, it literally shimmied, like it shook, um, almost like jumped off the ground um, a couple of times, and then it slid about a foot and a half in one direction into all the ladies that were sitting at that end, and then it literally went down on its um, on an angle, like it was like somebody had just lifted up the one end of it, and it literally came down on them so hard that it actually cut um, some of their hands that had them on their laps. And it not only did that once, it came back up, well, it did it again. It actually lifted up off the floor, went back down on this, like, you know, 90-degree angle sort of thing, hit them again. Oh, heavens. And then landed back. And, well, that made believers out of more people than I could even believe. Michelle, I want to thank you very much for joining us uh, tonight. I always look forward to having you and Kim on the X-Zone. And Why, thank um, you. Do me a favor, keep up the great work, because I know that you touch many hearts and make a lot of people feel good with your fine investigation work and your psychic readings. Well, thank you very much. You take care of yourself, Michelle. Speak thank to you in the you. future and take say care. hi to your family for me. I will. Thank Michelle you. Stableford, www.enchantmenthouse.ca. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past with Douglas James Cottrell. Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with X-ray vision, on the other side of this news break. Don't go away.